ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Apples to Apples podcast. But honestly, with the way things are going, you probably don't have much better to do. So thanks, I guess, for tuning in. Uh, as always, this is one of today four co-hosts you have for the Apples to Apples podcast. I am Drew Applebaum coming to you live from the Macintosh studios here in New York, New York. We are not on full lockdown yet. But <laughs> Excuse we are, me, we I'm are, just getting over Corona. Sorry. We are on a minimal, minimal self-quarantine. Not full lockdown yet here in New York, but that might be on our horizon by the time you listen to this. Uh, we have an interesting show today, no doubt. We actually have more to talk about than I think we really thought. Um, I'm going to send it to Sunny and not so... I shouldn't say not so impacted because they're still impacted, but less impacted than New York, Florida to the other three coasts in just a second. But before I do that, uh, you'll hear some coughing in the background. Ignore it. Just getting over a mild case uh, uh, down in Florida there. I'm not sure it's mild. I think I had a full-blown case of Corona. Is there toilet paper back there yet? I'm powering. No, there's no toilet paper. It's it's. Star- I mean, it's- there is where we are because we're special, but no, there's none to be had. Target had toilet paper down the street for me yesterday, so I think people are starting to realize they can't just keep buying. I just don't get. I don't. Paper. Maybe someone after this show can work as I tweet us in and ask answer why the toilet. Oh, I'm sitting on Sam's lap again. I forgot. We're back. We're back together. It's still a hundred degrees. I'm sweating. My shirt's coming off. I I do. Oh, I guess so. Have you formally sent it to us yet? No. No, but if you All have right, I'll, to say, I'll save my ahead. news for then. Yeah, breaking. you should save any monumental news for then. But I do have breaking news for when you send it to us. Got it, got it. Well, before, let me let me get through thing. what I got to get through, and then we can All do right, that. So, thank you for listening to stop. us during your Corona quarantine. Uh, as always, we appreciate you all out in the orchard listening to us. Maybe on different circumstances this week. Maybe you're listening only this week because you're bored and at home and don't want to talk to the people you live with. I get that. It happens. It's it's a weird time. You're stuck in an apartment house, whatever with the same people for really the foreseeable future. So we'll see how that plays out. But thank you for listening. As always, you found us one way or another, but you can listen to us by going to anchor.fm slash apples dash two dash apples. From there, you'll have links to all your favorite streaming services, Spotify, Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, and many, many more go there or search us right on those apps. Follow, subscribe, like favorite, do whatever you do on that app. That way every week when we have a show, we pop up right for you, ready to listen. You don't have to do anything. Worry about it. Doesn't matter. You can also check us out on the at pod MN app. Go download that from your app store. Either the, uh, well, it doesn't matter if you have an iPhone or an Android phone. It's on both app stores. So go check it out there. We are one of many local uh, Minnesota and Twin Cities podcasts that are on that app. And it's really cool. It's sports, food, uh, other stuff. They're probably news related to Corona, Twin Cities specific that you can find there. Uh, but it's all local podcasts. They're really cool. So check us out there, the at pod MN app. And last but certainly not least, as always, you can find us live on Saturday mornings. And if you're tuning in, thank you, live Saturday morning, 7 a.m. Central Time on WFNU 94.1 FM Frogtown Community Radio as the kickoff show for the Saturday Sports Spectacular. That is also available on WFNU.org. You can stream it live there. Or you can listen to us on their app, the WFNU Radio app. Search that in the App Store as well. And as part of that Saturday Sports Spectacular, right after us at 8 a.m. Central Time. That's uh, 9 a.m. Central Time for what I'm about to say. We go live 8 a.m. Sorry, 9 a.m. Really? Eastern Time. What? We are on 7 a.m. Central Time. Yeah. Oh, I meant to say he, The oh, I, I was building to it. I was oh, bearing the right. lead a bit, as they say. 
yeah. was I meant to say 9 a.m. Eastern because You're we're all Eastern. Buzz's, Buzz's restaurant in the background. You might be no, able to hear a little bit. Okay. I was gonna get the Eastern stand, the Eastern time zone because you and I and yeah, the other two that are with you are there right now. But whatever. Here. Saturday morning sports spectacular with <laughs> 7 a.m. Central and then following us is the headliner of the show, Connor and Connor's Corner, right after us, 8 a.m. Central Time on WFNU 94.1 FM. As always, if you have something to say, you want to chime Wrong in, thoughts, questions. Radio. Yep, that too. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter at apples to apples PC, or you can like us on Facebook, apples to apples. Just search us. You'll see us with our logo that you see when you listen to the podcast. Send us questions, thoughts, comments, whatever it is, especially in these weird times. Lots to talk about. What's so weird? Not nearly what we thought we would be talking about. I'm going to disregard that question. And uh, I know we say we answer all questions. I'm not answering that one. I don't feel like it. So, uh, yeah, I think that's really all I have. I want to get through it quick because I think I don't really know where today's show is going to go. We got an hour, maybe 55 minutes at this point. And uh, I think we have more to talk about than we thought, but also not nearly what we thought we we'd, what we would be talking about about two weeks ago. So uh, I am going to send it to sunny Florida. Uh, I don't really know what the name of the studio is. You That's guys can call it break. The breaking what? news. I have left the Granny Smith Studios. Dad has left the Honeycrisp Studios. Um, and we are in the Tropic Suite Studios. Nice. Um, that was Sam, for those of you that are new to the show. <laughs> and uh, we have a very, very special guest. He comes to us from the high seas. He just got off the high seas. It's not too often you have a merchant marine on the show. Uh, do we actually have one tonight, too? Well, why don't we ask him? Okay. Uh, first, I'd like to introduce the one and only Matthew Goldad. Sir, are you actually a Merchant Marine, or do you just pretend to be? Plays one on TV. No, don't get nervous. Well, it, you know, it really depends on the day. Today, I'm feeling like I am, so okay. I'm going to say Fair yes. <laughs> so Matthew's uh, he's a Chicago fan, for especially football, so he's going to chime in here and there. And that was Matthew. Sam, do you have any other breaking news? That's, no, that was yeah, it. That was I just a really like, nice introduction. That. That. Wait, that was a good introduction. I, Merchant Marine. And then and off, you're like, and I, I guess that's it. Your closure on it wasn't said. very good. Oh, it wasn't? No. Did you I, did you taping? Because last show you didn't tape. And we had to I am taping. Over. I made sure. Over this. Oh, I made okay. sure this time. Well, on today's show, we're going to go over which teams got screwed in the uh, NCAA brackets. Oh, wait. Uh, we'll talk about the Wilds. Conti- um, the term- um, Twins. You know, we, I went to a... Wait, no, those were canceled, too. But the NFL didn't let us down. NFL, it's... What do we call it? Free agent frenzy? Is that what you want to call it? We can call it that. I don't know. I don't know, if that's a, I don't know if it's formally named that, but we can roll with that. All right. Should we start there and end there and talk in between? Do you want to talk Corona first? Well, I feel like we should. I mean, I again, you know. Hopefully it's over by the time this airs. I mean. I don't think it will be, but that's. You don't think I mean. we only have like a day or two left? I don't think so. I think uh, I think really right, what well. we need to talk about is we need to look at, I, I shouldn't even say look at the leagues. Like, they're all impacted pretty much. But especially the NBA and the NHL. I mean, we'll talk MLB maybe in a second and what they're going to do. But what, what do these leagues do? You know, let's say it takes a month at minimum. We come back mid-April, late-April. And, uh. That's, you know, that's kickoff a playoff time for these leagues. What what do you guys, and you feel free to give a snarky answer and a real answer, what do okay. you think they should do when they come back? Those my, two specifically. My, I'll go we'll first. Baseball. 
My snarky answer is one of these leagues needs to grow a pair and get back to work. Yeah, I knew you have. My probably what really is going to happen is none of NHL and NBA are done. Plain and simple. They're never. I mean, if we're shutting down schools and boats and trains and you can't go out of your house and you may or may not be able to go to a beach or two, uh, they're not going to. But unfortunately, it'd probably take too much time to get back into shape. So I would say that's all done. Baseball will, you know, I, I think we'll be having some baseball. All right, you guys can uh, chime in. No, like you said, the summer sports, I definitely think, like the MLS and, ML, uh, and the MLB, they'll still have some of their seasons. But the thing is, the NBA is talking about resuming their season in June or July. And these players, I mean, one, it, they're going to be fully rested. So it's not really like a full, like, like NBA playoffs, NBA finals, where some guys are tired and like the Thibodeau, the Thibodeau teams would be perfect right now because they would be well rested for the NBA playoffs. So maybe are they, they still would be... being drug tested. How they does said the drug no. testing? They don't. Okay, go ahead. But um, I don't really think it'd be fair just to resume like six months later and resume the season. So I really don't think that the uh, I, I bet they'll do something. I. I they definitely won't just want to disband the season and not declare champion. So I, I bet they'll be back um, in that form. It'll probably be shortened. They'll probably talk about five-game series. Um, but I definitely think they'll be back because, you know, the NBA will not will not take any, uh, any chances of not getting any revenue. So I think they'll be back for sure, whether it's in the summer, mid-late summer. But whether it's a gr- the best decision, I don't think they should really – come back but i think they will be back i'm going to interject because i want to ask our special guest today a a slightly different question but along those same lines so after hearing what the other two had to say let's assume they come back and let's assume it is in about a month and a half it's right as april late april early june if you're the if you're the nba commissioner or the nhl commissioner for a day matthew what what do you do how do you approach the end of the season where the the I think the NHL had at, I don't know maybe 10 games left and I think the NBA pretty similar and then you have so you have teams that were vying for a spot with regular season left on the board and then you got to you know get through the playoffs and crown a champion what do you do both leagues either league different answers doesn't matter what do you do if you're the commissioner and you come back in a month and a half to please the fans and feel like uh, you didn't you didn't cut anybody short or anything Here's my idea. So everyone's going to be starving for sports. We talked about this yesterday on the beach. An extended playoff for both the NHL and the NBA. So I don't know the exact number of the teams, but like a 20 or an extended. Somehow we expand the playoff field. Any team that was relevant at the time with the shutdown. And we continue in maybe a shortened series or a sudden death March Madness kind of feel but some high excitement that won't take the rest of the year so you can give those fall sports and the summer sports that are coming up their proper time, but still have the excitement that's going to bring the fans back in and what everyone's going to be looking for after this uh, brief hiatus getting over the virus. I'm actually good with that, and under that, don't worry, the Timberwolves still <laughs> won't even will make that playoff, but the Wild will be in. Another so I think, idea I was thinking yeah. about is every team like in the playoffs right now is okay, but for the final wild card spots, 
they take whatever the number they decide is, whether it's within three games, two games, eight points, six points, whatever it is, they, they do like a little round robin where they each play each other and the team with the most points or the most wins, however they, whatever they want to decide it, get the final wildcard spot. Then they get the playoffs started. And then they do the playoffs in a shortened, shortened playoffs. I actually, oh, along those same lines, Sam, and I think the only thing you have to be careful of whenever you, whenever we think about how this might play out, and this is solely for fun. I mean, who knows what will happen. To your point earlier, Sam, they're probably not going to pass up on lost revenue, but it's not as easy as just restarting the season, or maybe it is. But I think uh, you really have to consider that if you do what you just said, you now have a bunch of teams that are apparently the top teams coming in with no rest, or not, excuse me, not no rest, with a lot of rust is what I meant to say and no practice and, and whatever it may be. And they may not be too into that, that idea. So I think the way you almost look to do it along those same lines and along the round Robin situation is you cut up the leagues into three groups for each league. One is the, they were for sure in the playoffs either because they've clinched or they were clear by a, a reasonable amount. You have your teams vying for the bottom, you know, two, three, four spots, however you do it. God, and then you have really sort of the... have never done this show with a boat driving by. Oh, oh I'm, say that, I'm sorry, go ahead. Drew. You say that every year we do it in Florida, and it, it it's really? wrong. Yeah. yeah. Blo- but this boat has blue and green lights flashing. Well, that boat might be nicer than the other ones, but... It's dark, I can't really see. Go ahead, I, you had a great idea that I wasn't listening to, but go ahead. And then you have your bottom third teams that are, you know... You, yeah. you have to play because you can't cut those fans. Those fans may still want to go to a game, like Matthew said, starving for sports. And that way... The bottom, th- the bottom third can, you know, play to get guys more playing time. Uh, they can play to give their fans something to go watch. The top third of the league can play to sort of in a tune, almost in a tune-up uh, sort of game. Not really exhibition. It'll still maybe matter for the seeding, but for them it doesn't mean as much, and they can just use it to get back into the rhythm. And then you can have those middle teams that, again, can knock off any rust, but at the same time try and fight for that playoff spot. So you have to make. You can't really unless you go straight into the playoffs and say for the NHL, you can sort of do it by points percentage, but the NBA, it's not as clean it, unless you can really just cut it and say, these are the pe- player, the teams that are in, uh, you have to kind of appeal to every team and every fan base and try and get them some sports in some way, shape or form. I think they're calling it off, but more importantly, we're on the road to WrestleMania and a big announcement just came out from the WWE because I'm part of the media. I just got it. WrestleMania will be a two-night affair this year, hosted by Gronk. Gronk will be the host of the two-night WrestleMania. Thoughts? Drew? Well, I was gonna let them. I, I was gonna let them go first. You have two okay, rabid fans. Next I was year. gonna. I was gonna say I love the move, but I kind of question why they brought Gronk in to come this Friday with no no fans there. But I guess it kind of makes sense because now if he's going to uh, host WrestleMania, that they kind of need to get him in now, break the news, and we may, may never know if fans will be at WrestleMania or in any shows before WrestleMania. So that kind of answered the question of why isn't Gronk appearing on res- wrestling for the first time with fans in it. But um, obviously his best friend's Mojo Rawley, correct? That's his best friend? Yes. <clears throat> So yes, it is. He's been trying to get in there, and I was, him and McAfee, I was wondering which one would do something with WrestleMania. And McAfee's been posting on Twitter that he's trying to make his dream come true, being a wrestler. So we may see a little bit of McAfee, too, and Gronk in the two-part series. 
I, I think, think it's great uh, moves. I'm coming to look from a different background here in the WWE than you guys just getting into the sport. He's a rookie. And you hear big names like Gronk, some of those guys, the NFL stars, Pat McAfee. That's going to get you watching it, especially when there's this limited sports opportunities for us. Well, And it's the only sport on right now. Well, and that's what I was going to say. That's that's exactly why they brought – as much as they brought Gronk in to sort of bring him into the fold, I'm sure he'll do some wacky stuff leading up to WrestleMania. But as much as it is that, it's they know they have a chance here to basically get as many eyeballs to the screen to watch them as possible while they have the opportunity. So they're going to cash in on anything they can. They had Stone Cold on. They had, the, they had Gronk on. They had Undertaker on the other night. They're going to keep doing things like this to get people watching – because they know they already have an advantage, and they're kind of going to try and strike when the iron's hot, I guess is the expression. But you, how many people do you think tuned in? Because they're like, oh, Gronk's going to be on wrestling? I guess I have nothing else to watch on a Friday night when there's no sports or anything, really. I mean, late shows are barely even taping anymore. So uh, it's it's well, going to be suck. interesting. I mean, there's, there's also rumors that obviously they'll do it without fans, but that it'll be at multiple locations. So it'll be interesting to see how they uh, they sort of handle that, too understanding those locations will have no fans um well stay tuned because we are on the road to wrestlemania and ironically wrestlemania was going to be in tampa now tampa bailed on wrestlemania however tampa made some other news just today or like four days ago depending when you're listening who had tom brady to uh tampa on their I guess you can't bet anymore. Las Vegas shut down. Who had Tampa as the Tom Brady sweepstakes winner? Probably Tampa Bay. Thanks. Jacob Goldad did not. He just shook his head. <laughs> Sam? I, uh, it was one of those things. It was like I, I kind of had a feeling he wasn't going back to New England. But yeah. I, I was like, how am I supposed to try and guess? Or, or, you know, someone asked me, you know, where do you think Brady's going to go? I was like, I have no clue. He's... Never even really signaled he wanted to leave. I mean, he may have quote-unquote signaled, but never with any specificity of where he wanted to go. And all of a sudden, he was leaving New England. It was like, all right, well, where is he? Like, Kind of like, where is he going to go? I don't think anybody really had any clue. I mean, there was rumors and this and that, but he could have gone to L.A., Las Vegas, Indianapolis, Tampa. I mean, a, a, a hundred, you know, basically any other team. The Saints for a second when the when Breeze was not. I mean, Breeze was always going to resign, but that there was talks there. Carolina. I mean, there's so many teams needed a quarterback. It was like they'd all take him. So how are you supposed to guess where where he would go? Because none of them. Truth. I mean, Tampa Bay has some weapons, and maybe we'll talk about that. But none of them were in such an exceedingly positive position where it was like, yeah, that's where Brady's going to go. He's going to chase one more ring and he's going to get it. It just, it, it did sort of come out of left field, but anywhere. Really no, I don't. The only place that I could fathom making sense if he actually would leave new England would be the chargers on both sides. Cause Tom Brady would actually bring maybe a thousand fans to their games <laughs> to make it somewhat of a home game. But then also Brady, you know, talks about moving to LA and his production company. So it could make sense there, too. It, towards the end of his career, when he retires, he can stay in L.A. And then I thought Rivers to Tampa Bay would make more sense because I thought he rumors about him moving to Florida. and So I thought that those are the two moves that I thought were going to happen. And then, then he goes to Indianapolis, and then Brady goes to Tampa Bay. And 
again, it still doesn't really make a ton of sense. Tampa Bay doesn't have a great defense, and they have some weapons on the outside, but besides that, they're not a great team that's going to contend for a title. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but obviously there must have been some rift between him and management and Belichick and some of the other guys on the team, so yeah. I think this move's been brewing for a while. I mean, you think back to the Jimmy Garoppolo days, and there was some leaked information about uh, them wanting to keep Jimmy G instead of Tom, right? Getting rid of his trainer, making sure his manager wasn't on the, the training facility. So I think Tom understood the time was up and that Belichick was in his ear and told him, like, it's your time. Not to mention... New England, first of all, that defense that they bragged about last year, they played six times against the worst team, pretty bad teams. Their defense sucked against really good teams. And now the few good defensive players, they're gone. They lost them all. So I, I figured he would leave. I'm, I'm with Sam rarely, but this time I'm, I, I thought for sure it would be the Chargers. But the interesting thing is, so Foles goes to the Bears. Rivers goes to Indianapolis. Uh, Teddy Bridge, the dumbest signing in the history of Carolina, must be tanking. That's the only thing I can think of. They're tanking, which is fine. I respect that because you, you and I disagree on Teddy Drew, and we always have. But God bless Carolina for getting rid of him. You know who we're gonna get know, to the. You know oh. who Teddy would have been perfect for, and I, I'm not trying to be funny right now. The backup quarterback for. No, he, he would have been the perfect starter in New England because he yeah, would have been able to do nothing fancy. He would have been able to do what Brady and I, I I don't know where the general public lies. It's all over the place that I don't think Brady has had much for the last two ish years. I think he was carried by his defense last year. He was pretty much carried by it the year before, but he had a little bit more. I, I, I don't that's why I don't know what he's going to do in Tampa with Godwin and Evans. He, he can't really throw the ball down the field that well anymore. But that team was built around. For Brady's whole career. I mean, when he had Moss, it was a little different. But for the second half of his career, and even a bit in the first half, it was built around ball control, short passes. That's where the tight end position with Gronk and Aaron Hernandez, not to bring him up, but Aaron Hernandez and others, was so important to them. That's why guys like, and I swear I'm not just saying this because they're white, but Edelman and Welker and Amendola were so (laughs) successful there. Because that was what thrived in their offense. And that, I think, from watching him, there's no doubt that that's what Teddy excels at, is taking care of the ball and making simple passes and, you know, creating once in a while. But he would have been perfect for them. I don't know we, what he's going to... I mean, maybe in Carolina he'll be perfect, too, because he'll turn and hand the ball to McCaffrey every day. But That's a bold I think you way. just described Sam Bradford also. Yeah. Hey. Well, he, any, any of these guys... Well, Sam Bradford, before his... Injury actually was decent down the field, but oh my God, this that, that's really what boat. the Patriots look for. Um, so if there was ever any doubt that Rick Spielman listens to the Apples to Apples podcast over the – hang on. This tiny boat really loud is going by. It's really cool. It's really not that loud. Oh, wait. I, I've said that. And now he just turned the lights off. He's about to get trucked by somebody. He has no lights on his boat. He literally has no – what an idiot. But anyways uh, – Rick Spielman got rid of, every, for the last two to three years, every player that I thought were was absolutely horrible. And we've disagreed to a degree. He got rid of them all, or they all left for, for free agency. So now Did it'll you be very see how much money Trey Wayne's got? I, I must have been watching something that, well, it's Cincinnati. I, insane. 
insane. I, I mean, he's terrible. I think good, we all knew. Luck. Thank you, Cincinnati. That he was gonna get. I think we all knew he was gonna get more money than he probably deserved. I think we all knew he was gonna get paid more than we thought he was worth. But oh. I mean, just what was it? Fourteen, fifteen million a year? That's insane. First year insane. twenty million, and then it goes down to fourteen. Twenty. Oh my god. Well, Cincinnati. There's a reason Cincinnati sucks. How about and Rhodes? No one I wants really him. Think, yeah, I, I don't think really to this point, as far as guys that have left us in free agency, specifically I'm talking about, there's no one that's really left us in free agency that I'm that upset about. Now, they cut Josh Klein today, which I thought was interesting. Maybe they have something else brewing there. Um, I didn't really get that one, to be honest. But guys like Rhodes, Waynes, um, uh, Linval Joseph, guy, like yeah, they, I'm not, they replaced I, him I think already. Stephen Weatherly, yeah, exactly, we'll talk about that in a second. Stephen Weatherly left. Sorry. I'm not too upset really about any of those guys leaving. Yeah, sure, some of them were good, but they're all replaceable with guys on the roster or guys that would cost the same, if not less. Yeah, no, but I, I think, and just, I think Emerson Griffin's gone too, and I, I don't care. I it, didn't do just, much last year. It'll really come down to what kind of pay cut he's willing to take. I mean, that's that's really all it is. Now the now also part of this, we. Uh, traded digs and we kind of said that the way he was acting this season we should just dump him and we did now we did get a lot for him uh i don't think he's there's it's a rich wide receiver draft and i just think there's enough receivers out there we can pick up I, i'm glad he's gone i'm tired I, I, of him i'll let you guys go in a second I, the only quick thing i'm going to say is i sort of struggle with it because everything they seem to be doing up to that point, I mean, maybe not after the fact, but up to that point it was, you know, we still want to try and win now. They franchise-tagged Anthony Harris, and I thought retaining Anthony Harris was essential to be, you know, overly competitive this year. They extended Cousins for an extra year and restructured his contract a bit. Um, or two years, maybe, but I think the second year we can get out of pretty easily. But everything was about winning now and next year. The thing that's weird about the Diggs trade is it's totally counter to that. It... it it gives us opportunity to fill our roster with more guys at a cheaper price that can probably impact. I think we have four picks in the top 100 now, including two in the first round. So you're going to get impact guys, but unless those picks are executed, you know, if not perfectly, at least very well, it doesn't make your team better in the short run. So I, I, it's, I agree with you. Now you guys can go, but I just don't, that seemed conflicting for me, but Sam, Matthew thoughts on the digs trade. Yeah. Well, Obviously, it's very hard to see Stefan Diggs go. Like he meant a lot to us with the Minneapolis Miracle and with him and Thielen as a one-two punch, seeing them every Sunday. And so it's very tough as a Vikings fan to not see him suit up for a game every Sunday or Monday or Thursday whenever we play. But if you look at it, I think that one the trade we made. I think both sides came out. As no, there wasn't really a clear loser like there was in the Texans trade. We got a first overall pick. We got three more draft picks. So we got a good return for him. It's not like we just gave him away. Like the Texans did with Hopkins. We got better return for Diggs than the Texans did for Hopkins. Yeah. Well, that's So it, the actual trade itself isn't terrible. And obviously seeing him go is bad. But if you think about it, we're talking about signing Perriman, Brashard Perriman from Tampa Bay. And he's, I think he can be just as good as Diggs. Diggs, ever since he opened up his mouth, had at least two drops a game. And I was kind of getting sick of him. At least we mentioned it over the course of the season that 
we were kind of, dad and I were done with digs. Drew is kind of getting there, still not totally there. But I just think it, I, I think he was Johnson guy. Think about what our if you take digs out of the offense, what do we do? You know, and that's what we did. So we got I, there's, but it's a totally different. They they do totally different things. First yeah, off, but we're gonna I draft. know you're joking, but even if you compare Diggs to Thielen, they do totally different things. But we're gonna draft a guy. We're gonna draft Diggs' brother on defense. We're gonna be. But fun. like, I mean, he's not, a great I route guess, runner and everything. But the, you got to look at it as, are we gonna? But take, he's not just a great okay route runner. Taking, he's one. He's argu- he's arguably one of the top three to five deep threats in the whole league. And you run an offense based on play action and able to take a shot deep when you want it, or you check down. You check down low. Now you have nobody. To open the offense up again, I get this I get a, why we the, traded him. We got a lot back. We got to your point, Sam, more back than they got for Hopkins, and that's a good trade. And it probably had to happen. But I don't think you can realistically look at this trade and say, "Yeah, we're better. We're, we're going to be better." Anybody you're going to sign as a receiver from a different team or from the draft is not going to be as good as Diggs. And and you now are banking on them getting a draft pick right, which you know. He's Spielman and the, and the team have been good at drafting, but that, that's not to say they haven't had their misses. Well, and if you make one miss, you're back to where you were. But we also don't have to bank on them getting a draft pick, right? Because it freed up cap space, and we it become better after the Diggs trade if we go and sign a cornerback or something that can improve our defense. And then if we take a step back on the wide receivers and the offense a little bit, but our defense improves be- more than we take a step back from the offense, it's a better trade. He's all, whoever we get to probably isn't going to be as big a big of a pain in the ass as Diggs. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of is that Diggs in the locker room was pulling guys away, especially from Kirk Cousins' leadership. And so if you're the Vikings and you commit this money to Kirk, I mean, it sounds like Diggs had to go because you're kind of saying he's the guy. We talked about other shows. There was no logical explanation for Diggs acting this way. So I, I don't know. I guess I'm you not know. saying he, I'm not defending him, and I'm not no, saying we shouldn't not. have traded him. I just I don't think you can realistically look at this and say we're better off or going to be better. Well, we don't know. Off. You're, we don't you're know not relying. Yeah, but you're and you still don't know. And you didn't really free up that much draft cap space. Well, he freed up five take- million dollars this maybe year. Maybe we take we have twelve or fourteen picks. Maybe we take. But additionally. We don't want to know Jimmy Butler's situation. And when a guy tweets out it's time for a new beginning, you kind of have to trade him. I, I, have fun in Buffalo. I'm not debating that you have to trade him. I'm just saying let's be honest about how no. this is playing out. And I, I get it. I know these roles are a little reversed. I'm normally the person that is saying we're going to be better off. We have pick and pick and space and this and that. But I just it's I have a hard time looking at this. And even if you want to talk about him being a diva and loud and whatever, it didn't really affect us. You know what did affect us? The fact that he was the only guy for a well, stretch of time. He didn't. He didn't sit at all. He he missed two practices. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, what if we take like five of those twelve picks we have, go way up in the draft and get the best wide receiver in the draft, who's probably as good as Diggs. But now you've wasted. But now you've wasted picks that that you used to get Diggs start. just to get another Diggs. It's a new day. But like then you're it's then you're actually dog. no better off just with another guy who well, is unproved. I'm glad he's gone. I, I don't. I, oh, I'm blowing up. Uh, I'm glad That's he's gone. What? I, all, all I'm saying is you're relying on a lot of what ifs and hope for this trade. And again, he had to go. They got something good for him. They got a little bit of short term cap relief, a little bit more in the long term. 
But do we really care about our cap space in three years? In three no. years, if this doesn't work, we're gonna have to blow it all up anyway. So. Well, uh, there's a lot to be determined. I mean, we I think, need and I think we want the trade. I, I, the the, yeah, the I best part of this whole thing. There. That's what I was gonna say. The best part of this whole thing is, he complained. He did this. He did that. Did whatever. Whether you like him or hate him, clearly the organization was like, mm, I don't really care that you're mad. I'm shipping you to Buffalo where you think Kirk can't get you the ball. Good luck with Josh Allen getting you the ball. So yeah, he, he's he he's the big loser in this trade. And I do think the Vikings won the trade, but I don't think with the quarterback situation in Buffalo and with what, you know, Diggs would need to bring there is not necessarily Allen's strength. He's got arm strength, but not deep ball accuracy. He's not going to make the impact that some of these draft picks could with us. It's just, you know, it's it's not going to be a, you know, a huge benefit unless some of these things pan out positively, which you never know. So I want a prediction from you three. I'm going to give you three quarterbacks and I want you to tell me where they're going to land. Cameron Newton. And actually, I don't like Cameron Newton. I hate him, as a matter of fact. However, I'm proud of him because when they when they did that thing where they said that they, he could explore trades and he's and he called them out. I like that because, you know what, I totally believe every word he's saying as far as that. So where is Cameron Newton going to sign? If anywhere, Jameson Winston, where is he going to sign? And who am I missing? Oh, and is car going to be gone? And then who and maybe if you haven't answered this, who will New England's quarterback be? I'll go to our guest first. I'm going to start with Derek Carr switching coasts over to New England. Oh, there we go. Well, that answers two questions. I think it's the style, fits the Brady-esque. Uh, Cam Newton's too much of a stretch, I believe, to end up in New England. I agree. And that would be be shocking to me. Cam Newton, I'm going to say he also ships to the other coast. Oh. The L.A. Chargers. Makes sense. I think it adds a little excitement to a dying fan base, new his, stadium. And his outfits would play much better in L.A. than they do in – okay, go ahead. Exactly. He, he would probably enjoy that a lot more. And uh, who was our third? Great question. I forgot. Uh, Derek Carr. Winston. Winston. No, no, Winston. You said Carr. Winston. I'm going to send it over to Sam. I think he's got something good for Winston. <laughs> Winston's going nowhere. Well, I think Winston was going to go the Chargers, actually. Oh, interesting. And then um, Newton. Cameron. I could see Newton. I think Newton was actually good. It's an hour show, Sam. No, you put us on the spot. We got a lot of teams to go through. Well, only a couple need a quarterback. Well, I know. Maybe a shocker here. Newton to Cincinnati. Oh, I forgot about the Rockets. I think think Dalton's gone, and I think Noon could end up in Cincinnati. I think Dalton is going to You think to they're going to waste money on Cam Newton when they're just going to turn around and draft Joe Burrow? They what don't do, have to draft him. What do you mean? They just wasted money on Trey Waynes. That's a di- uh, different position, I guess. Yeah, is fatal point. But yeah, no, that was a waste of money for sure. I think Dalton's going to New England personally. All right, Drew, what do you think? How about um, I, th- I, I actually I agree with... Uh, Carr to New England, and I also agree. And then, but it, am I mistaken? Isn't Carr still under contract? They have to trade him. Right? Yeah, oh yeah, they'd have to yeah, trade him. Yeah. No, I think I think Gruden loves his quarterback battles, and he'll he'll keep Carr. I wouldn't be surprised if they keep him. Actually, I think um, I think I think Newton is going to go to the Chargers. I agree with that. Um, 
And I think Winston or Carr, I think Winston or Carr, but most likely Winston, I think is going to go to Miami. And I think Miami yeah, may. I was thinking um, Jacksonville think, too. Yeah, and I think Miami may trade back um, to somebody who's who's desperate for something up top and, and gain a little bit more uh, draft capital to build up that young roster. But I think I think uh, the only you know when you talk mock drafts, you're hearing a lot of Tua to the to the Dolphins hype. You know, there's reasons to be worried there. Obviously, Dad, I know you think it's going to be a total flop from the start. Um, but Miami could definitely trade back to somebody with an aging quarterback, you know, uh, and gain a little bit more draft capital. Maybe a guy like, maybe a team to your point, Sam, like Jacksonville, uh, that doesn't know totally what they have in Minshew. Maybe they want someone to push him a little bit. Um, but I think, I think, I think he goes to Miami and even if they do draft to it, you know, he's probably gonna have to sit out some time and make sure that injury's all, all in good shape. How about this? Cam Newton to the Washington Redskins. Worst offense in the league last year. And his previous coaches there. And then they can draft Chase Young with the second overall. They don't have to worry about a quarterback. I, I could see it. I, now, I don't know. Maybe Ron Rivera hates Cam, but it would make total sense for a lot of reasons. And there's no question they're not going to draft a quarterback. So I could see that. Yeah, it's just how much faith they have in Dwayne Haskins because they kind of fell in love with him last year, even though he was not really performing. So it's just what management's going to think. And obviously, I'd take a little more experience over a guy like Haskins who has yet to prove himself. Did you? What, what did do you guys see? think? Uh, I'm going to a free agent question for you. And yeah. maybe, you know, we'll get to uh, some other big free agent moves. But one that I thought was uh, especially interesting and Dan, I'm, I'm mostly curious to hear your thoughts, was uh, the Browns signing Case Keenum to a three-year, $18 million deal. Um, is that just to be the backup quarterback? Is there a potential no. for him to overtake I told you, Baker? I think, I, I think Baker is one of the most overrated players in the history of the football, alongside his wide receiver, who I think is completely overrated, too. <laughs> Beckham's never won anything. He's got good hands, makes some nice catches. He's a disaster. I think he, I think Keenum plays. Somehow, some way. That's a lot of money. Matthew, thoughts? Yeah. I mean, obviously, that fan base has been through a lot with their quarterbacks. And I think every quarterback going through there is going to be on a short string. And Mayfield, I think, if he doesn't perform well in the first six weeks, if that even, I think Keenum, they'll give Keenum the spot. Maybe even the first couple weeks if Mayfield's not not playing well, they'll put Keenum in there to kind of light, light a fire in your Mayfield. So maybe even they say, depending on what philosophy the coach wants to say maybe say Keenum wins the job out of camp and see if Mayfield plays better but he is not for the talent he has like he could be another Manziel and the way he's going so I think they're gonna have a very short string with Mayfield so I don't think it's a backup option at all I'm gonna disagree with the fellow apple bombs here what? I believe Baker Mayfield will start all games in 2020 for the Cleveland Browns and they will make the playoffs. See, for That's Cleveland, why should. Baker Mayfield isn't just the quarterback. He's representing the whole city. And they've ran this story that after all these years of being able to not have a quarterback and failing with guys like Johnny Manziel, that this is their guy. 
And I believe his leash is extremely long, even with the disappointments that he's had recently. My prediction is Beckham will be traded by the end of the season from Cleveland. Well, and, and with old, hopefully to a team that's even worse. With old friend uh, Kevin Stefanski now in charge over there, you have to wonder oh, yeah, if he knows a little on. bit about Keenum. I, I don't. Yep. Was he the quarterback's coach when Keenum was the quarterback? Sure he was. was, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah, so you have to wonder if that, you know, if he's like, well, I know what I want to do, and, you know, Baker's great and all, but he just signed a, another tight end for a lot of money, a really good tight end, signed him away from Atlanta, Austin Hooper. He, You saw it. He likes to go to his tight ends. He likes to go to two Don't tight ends. Don't they already have a good tight end? Yeah, that's my point. That's where I was going. You know, they like two tight end sets. And Joku's pretty good. Where do they get all the money? I know for at one point. Well, I think Joku's a a rookie. Baker's on his rookie contract. A lot. They have a lot of you know Miles Garrett's on a rookie contract. A lot of the guys they have are on you know early-ish contracts. Speaking of tight ends, the Packers breaking news just signed Mercedes Lewis. Here's what I will say. And Uh, got rid of Jimmy. They sent. They sent. the other Jimmy G over to the Bears. Jimmy Here, here's Graham. what I'll say about the, the NFC North so far. And then I have another one I want to ask you guys about. Uh, NFC North offseason so far, not overly impressive. I, I don't think no. there's a single... Because the, the, the Packers got rid of Bakhtiari. Well, the, the Bears, Bears got traded Foles. For a fourth-round pick. And I if you watched a single Bear, uh, Jaguars game last year... I, he that one season he had was magical. It was beautiful. We'll forever remember it for the wrong reasons here in Minnesota. Bears but do have a defense though. They had one last year too. How'd that go for him? Well, I, I don't I mean, think if you Foles look at the North, just like Foles is all the was, teams we weren't really expecting a big offseason from the Vikings. We have no cap. The Bears' yeah. only question really is the quarterback, and they're not really going to do anything a huge move there. Just, they made the little one for Foles. The Lions are just a disappointment and disgrace, and they're kind of in a rebuild. They're not going to do much. And then the Packers, their main thing is figuring out their coaching staff and finally getting that together. And they don't, they're not, they never do make a big splash in free agency anyway. So they lost, they lost a few guys this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. People are are leaving these teams. So I, the NFC North for years has been one of the strongest divisions in football, and I think uh, it's a matter of time before that starts to we regress to the mean a little bit but here's why i don't get the Foles thing and it's nothing against him specifically it's the fact that when we opened this segment or whatever you want to call what we're doing right now this bit how many how many free agent quarterbacks did we rattle off that don't cost you a draft pick and it's not a money thing because Foles is signed to a huge contract instead they traded a mid-round pick to go get Foles who's arguably worse than the vast majority, if not all, of the guys we named. I, who's the Bears coach? Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy, I believe, has some ties to Mr. Nicholas Foles. He does. With the Philadelphia Eagles. Doesn't make it a shrewd move. He feels comfy with them, as opposed to, how about Cameron Newton to Pittsburgh? Did that just happen, or are you just saying that? No, I'm just saying. Yeah, I... But yeah, that I think Nagy's very comfortable. For. No, I think you're probably right about that. But but you between, I don't know. I just I, I I thought that was a strange one. The only thing I'll say about Newton about the Steelers in general is I don't think for whatever reason they're quite ready to give up on Big Ben yet. They're not quite well, taking yeah. old Yeller out the pasture, as they say. No, Matthew, do you have something to say about your Bears? 
I have a lot of things to say about my Bears, but here's where I'll start. The Nick Foles deal, you really can't lose if you're the Bears. At best, he plays better than Mitch Trubisky, who was awful last year. The Bears go 8-8 eight and eight with really just a defense. So if Nick Foles beats out Mitch, starts, he wins two or three games. The Bears are now a playoff team, considering that the, their defense is just as good. Right. Plus, they added Robert Quinn from the Cowboys. So now you have two elite pass rushers, and you have Akeem Hicks, who will be healthy coming off his elbow injury. You have both middle linebackers coming back, and Roquan, we just re-signed Danny Trevathan. It's really a team that if we get the defense running the way it's been running the last couple of years, with a quarterback who's average at best, I think it's a 10-12 win team. How about the here's, Cowboys losing here's, I, well, I'm, I'm not done with the Bears yet. I want to stay on the Bears. I don't. I, go, I think go for there's the something— Bears. I don't know why we – I could care less about the Cowboys. We play the Bears twice a year. Here's oh, the thing. Pardon us. There's a reason your defense wasn't as good as it's been last year. Injuries, maybe. The yeah, main reason, he's not you lost the, the guy in charge. You. What? I, you just said you. His, he's not on the team. Well, Hold we on. refer to the Vikings as us. He's a Bears fan. Yeah, but go, all right, go ahead. I don't know why you're criticizing that. That seems pointless, but – you lost the guy in charge. Now, that's not going to change. I think you can never underestimate the, the impact of a coaching change. I said that last year before the season started. And you said it's a win-win. Let me pose a separate situation for you. What if he sucks again, and then you end up with exactly what happened in Jacksonville? You end up with a way overpaid backup and a pretty underwhelming starter that you got to now figure out what to do with Foles or Trubisky. Even if you get rid of Trubisky because he's the lower contract, it's easier. You're now stuck with Foles in his $88 million deal. So to say it's win-win is basically ignoring exactly what happened with the Jaguars last year because that's the exact situation you're going to end up in. And I'm normally all for optimism. You can ask either of them. I'm normally the one that's grass is greener, so I respect the opinion. No, another thing about as a Vikings fan, I'm scared for this because Nick Foles lights us up. The last time he played us, he threw for like 400 yards and four touchdowns. The Bears will move to 10-6 and because they'll beat us twice. Exactly. Just twice last year, but or whatever. Really, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, so, and the thing is, I think I I think Nick Foles is actually pretty good. I think he had a bad year last year and the year before, and I think he's more of 2017 with Nagy. Nagy can get very creative if he doesn't try to outthink himself more than the opponents. Um, he can Foles can work with him and work with that defense. Uh, so I think he it's really his job out of the gate, and I think it, they should go into camp as a quarterback battle, and it's really Foles' job because Trubisky has shown that he cannot really do anything special, and Foles has shown that he can be special and give a couple moments that with that Bears defense, you only need a couple plays. Well, and Trubisky hasn't had to compete for a job. Chase Daniels, who just signed with the Lions, is a lifetime backup quarterback. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand that one. He signed for a lot of money. People value the backup quarterback. And I think going back to the Keenum thing, maybe with how many injuries we've seen over the past few years to starters, just absolutely derailing some teams. People put a lot of stock in a, in a backup quarterback. Now, I think it's just a, a general change in how teams are putting their roster to get rosters together. So now dad, you can go to the Cowboys. Well, no, I, I was just, Oh, I hate the Cowboys, and I just love the fact that everybody's leaving. Even Jason Witten, Mr. Cowboy, is well, gone. Well, they just wanted to—they wanted to— If the Cowboys I, I, were smart, 
they would have let Prescott go and go get Noon or someone. Well, I mean, they're losing. They lost Quinn. They lost. I didn't even hear this about this guy, but he was the best cornerback apparently in the league. To Miami, Miami's actually signing a bunch of guys. They just Miami, signed Jordan. Miami's going to be a playoff team next year. Yeah, the 2021 season, Miami will be a playoff team. And, and who knows who they're? I mean, they're going to probably end up with one of these quarterbacks. There's no question. Jameis Winston. I no. think it probably will be Winston. Just he'll just go down the highway. The Tam Miami, it would be perfect. Literally. It's Tampa to Miami. So Tam Miami, Highway he 41. Just, he just gets on one road and yep. you're there. He can just go get get on the road, Tam Miami, go right to Hard Rock Stadium, and uh, that makes sense. And then he'll get hurt or in jail or something, and then uh, Fitzmagic will come back again, and everything will be fine. But Miami is making a bunch of signings. You had something to say about Dallas. I don't know. No, I just think it's somehow amazing. You somehow stumbled into Miami. No, I just think it's well because they. I just think it, they signed Dallas as cornerback. I just think it's amazing how many people are leaving Dallas. Yeah, well, I Dallas think has some interesting stuff going on because they signed Amari Cooper to that big deal yeah. before they signed Dak Prescott. Well, and yeah. and, and pre- the question is: Is Prescott going to show up, or is he going to just take that tender and and? play for 30 million a year well i mean it all goes back to these mind games jerry jones is trying to play with all these guys with with elliot and prescott who's gonna who's he gonna sign first how much is he gonna sign him for how many years and now then he goes and signs cooper and he didn't like back in he went des bryant was there he wasn't signing him and he's just playing all these mind games with all these guys and it causes a lot of guys like hey i'm not gonna deal with this i'm just gonna go I'll tell you what right now, maybe not from a, uh, maybe actually from a record and a quality of play perspective, but in about six, seven years, we're going to look at Dak Prescott just about put the, put the prime time stuff aside. We're going to look at Dak Prescott almost exactly like we look at Kirk Cousins today. We're going to say his team never really bought into him. They franchise tagged him twice, which I don't think you can do in the current CBA, but they, they're going to tender franchise tag him, whatever they can do to keep him around without committing long term eventually he's going to get fed up and leave he's going to get way way overpaid a ton of money to go to a team where he's going to be just good enough to keep them very competitive maybe a down year here and there it's they're on they're on their way to very similar career paths now i think dak in a different situation than he had with the cowboys is not as good as maybe his numbers have shown personally uh not to say he can't get there he's younger than kirk but uh just the way that it's playing out, the trajectories I think are going to end up being very similar. Now, hopefully for Dak's sake, he can he can overcome that, and I and hopefully he can get out of Dallas because they clearly don't care for him too much. Um, well, I got breaking news. Were you just saying how the uh, NFC North has done nothing? The Detroit Lions have just made a huge signing. That was an hour ago. Oh, the news is slow down to Florida. Is it was it really? The Desmond Trufant news. My bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, because they're trading Slay. To the Vikings. <laughs> you think they're gonna trade Darius Slay to the Vikings? Yeah. For um. That'd be sweet if they did. I don't think no, they will. That guy's good. They, they'll never trade him to the Vikings. The Vikings yeah. wouldn't be. That guy's but good. It's, I don't understand what what are they doing. Yeah, that's a move I don't get. Let me go sign. A cornerback for a ton of money. Who's not even close to as good as the guy we have. So the guy we're about get, to trade. Yeah. I, I, I oh, wait. Sense. That sounds a lot like 
what the Vikings are doing at wide receiver. Huh. Weird. I I don't think so. I think, I think it's very similar, actually. I think it's I think there's a lot, a lot less good cornerbacks in the league. I think wide receivers are a dime a dozen. Maybe. My opinion. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I just I just think it's a similar situation. That's all. Well, it could be similar. However, we didn't sign anyone. We just got rid of. Uh, we well, who it's knows? We still might. If we go to I go out and sign. If we go and sign Sam's boy, Brashad Perriman, for however much money, it'd be pretty similar. Um, now, again, you got to see if they actually trade Slay. got to see what you get for him. But I'm just saying, it's kind of along the same lines. I'd rather work with Oda B.C. Johnson, Adam Thielen, and a rookie wide receiver and not sign a wide receiver as long as we sign a cornerback. We better sign a cornerback. Well, right now we have like two on our roster anyways, so we're going to need to do something. I think... Emmanuel Emmanuel Sanders. He's coming. I think we should just get some Fitzgerald action back and call the call the year. Larry? Yeah. He's not going to. He's coming him. home. No, they got hot. By the way, before we close or move on, or I don't know how much time we have left, maybe the single dumbest trade in the history of football, the Hopkins for nobody trade. Yes. I don't understand. I, I don't understand how that that guy. It, I saw it on TV. So in case someone calls me out on it, I'm I am repeating it. But he clearly has pictures. That Bill O'Brien has pictures on somebody because the fact that he's allowed to make any moves is insane. If I'm Watson, I go in there and say, "Get rid of me too." <laughs> I but well, Hopkins JJ came out and said that. Basically saying the same thing. Hopkins kind of walked it back and said, that's not really true. I, I liked my time in Houston, this, that, and the other. No, so. no, 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 time out. I'm not I, – I, I'm, the facts are the facts. They traded him. I'm not saying that even the Oh, I thought you were talking about him. the coach thing. No, I don't know why. Michael Irvin. I thought you were talking about the coach thing. Sorry, well, not the trade. He, I got gotcha. you. The my thing bad. is he walked it back, but he didn't say that Michael Irvin was lying. So there's – I'm not sure where that – No, the I fact think that he, he sort of said that, point, but – I don't know. I, either way, I thought that you were talking about my bad. Yes, the trade is like Deshaun Watson's gonna be like, what the heck, guys? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That was a weird one. Well, how much time do we have left? Uh, we got, we got enough for one last thing. I want to ask you guys. We got yeah, go basically ahead. five minutes. How? Let's say the back to the coming full circle on the Corona situation. Let's say the MLB, uh, they delayed they delayed opening day already. At yeah. least two weeks, right? They said. Yep. Let's assume. Let's assume it's two weeks to a month, whatever. You're the MLB. What do you do? Do you cut the season short? Do you add in more double headers? Do you, you know, well, what do you do? They, they're gonna cut. I'm gonna guess that we're gonna, they're gonna cut the season short by at least 20 games. There will be no All Star game this year, and because uh, pitchers are gonna need at least. A month probably to get back into shape because no one is still working out i don't understand why everyone loves spring training why they didn't just stay where they were and continue to work out i have i don't understand it in fact to me they'd be safe i know to me they'd be safer where they are but having said that um i i think it'll be at least 20 to 25 games less which is fine actually uh and no all-star game yeah, I don't know if the doubleheaders will happen. The MLB has never been a huge fan of those, but I think they'll just shorten the season. I think they'll have to have the All-Star game and the Home Run Derby anyways because the players will need a break halfway through the season anyways, no matter how many games you're playing. But 
I think they'll just get rid of the games at the beginning of the year. Like we talked about before, I think they should anyways because the cold weather places can't even be games can't even be played there. Well, it, it won't be cold by then. It'll be warm out. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm I got saying you. It should be a permanent change. It should be 140 <laughs> games or whatever. They shouldn't even play 162. So I think that's just what they'll do. They'll play 130, 140 anyways, and I think that's how it should be permanently. Yeah, the shortest MLB season ever in 1981 because of a strike, 106 games. I think we could see something like that, 100, 110 games. I think I think you, if you're the MLB, you probably just cut out basically all the interleague play for the most part, right? You kind of no. start there. You don't necessarily get rid of the first – you know, you don't just cut the series that you're going to miss because if they're divisional games, you need to play those. You probably just cut out – specific C. I mean it's not going to be an easy thing to figure out cuz you got to cut the same amount of games from each team and figure out series and stuff like that. So yeah, I bet I bet you'll see a reworking of the schedule. Maybe they'll just reduce every series by a game. You know, if you do that, you probably cut 30 games pretty easily. So, you know, be cut every four game series to three games and get rid of you know, a few, uh, one or two series that here and there, maybe that's what they do. But I I can't imagine they still play all 162 games. It's great news I, for the Twins. Because Barrios should have enough arm strength to last the whole season now. Yeah. Well, and if even if I can't believe I'm saying this, but even if we they did do the doubleheader thing, we actually have a like de- we don't have maybe the top end stuff, but we have depth within our, oh, our pitching. We have a lot staff. of starters. We might yeah, have Rich exactly. Hill back by the time the season starts. Yeah, I mean we you have, have all those guys that are gonna... average above average starters. Exactly. Which, so we don't pay- know which five are going to be good. That's the thing. We got like seven of them, eight with Pineda when he comes back. So it's the thing like we talked about before. Back. Do we have too many pitching? But five of them have to be good. So yes. if we need eight because of double headers, we're in pretty good shape. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they'll do double. No, I don't think. So Drew, do you want to hit our music? Yeah. No, I I just did. I took oh, care geez. of it. Per Sam, usual. Sam, whoa. I thought I heard you were going to say something about your buddy Little Richard. Little Ricky. Little Ricky. I mean, Little Richard, uh, I'd rather not say his name anymore. I, like I, I said, I'm not going to watch another go for basketball game till he's gone. When did you say that? Did I say it to my, in my head? Yeah, you must. Oh, have. I must have not said it out loud. <laughs> Weird. But um, I'm hearing voices. This, it's about 150 degrees outside. And this... I'm, I'm sweating up a storm, and I... Like Randy Orton, I'm I'm hearing voices in my head. They talk to me. That's maybe why we were watching wrestling last night. Oh, it's NXT. We got NXTs. Oh, happy belated uh, Austin 316 day. Oh, what a that was a weird one. We we got yeah. It's a national holiday. Um, I crushed a couple lemonades together and poured them down my throat. I hope hopefully that was okay. Little uh, Stevie. I don't know if that's grosser or. Less gross than beer. the beer. Did you see that him and Becky Lynch with those beers? It's almost like grosser, honestly. Yeah, the beer is pretty gross. Yeah, I but the lemonade, like all the sugar, it's like sticky. But it, it's the beer's all foam. Yeah, it's just. That's not, it's, I guess I don't I don't like like it's um, Matthew's probably our beer expert, so I don't know if he wants to. Luke, I don't know about that, but the most impressive thing about that was Becky the man Lynch <laughs> downed it better than Austin did. And then they stepped that poor Byron Buxton. Not Byron Buxton. Byron Buxton, maybe he Byron should. Byron Saxton. Byron Saxton. No, Becky was actually drinking him. 
She was perfect. She downed him. Did you see that truck she came in on? I think that was, she was going to use that for WrestleMania, I heard, at the beginning of the show. Oh, um, breaking news. The uh, okay. MLB may skip the 2020 draft. The MLB? Oh, because none of those players. MLB. Could, yeah. Because of all the players, players that aren't. To give them another year of eligibility. Interesting. Yeah, that way they're not going. They won't have to make a tough choice, and they might just keep them there. Um, well, this was a weird addition. Do you think we're? It ever- is kind of sad though, because the the Broncos were going to win the Chicago World Series this year. I mean, the College World Series. They can do it next <laughs> year. They can all come back. Not the Chicago. Sorry, I misspoke. The, the College Sh- World Series. They can come back next year, and they don't lose any eligibility. Maybe. I, I, I chatted with the starting second baseman in the elevator. I gave him a few pointers. Well, he's in trouble then. Anyhow. No, no, he's not. He, he, what, what, what are we no, not in trouble like you're going to get him in trouble. I mean, like if he's taking advice from you, he's in trouble. His coach needs, I can tell you that. But. He hit a two-run home run to beat Stanford. I th- he's pretty good. He'll, I think he'll be fine. He made the move from short to second. A lot of people can't do that, but he could. Oh, wait, maybe that's the other way around. I don't know. Um, we have to thank our special guest. When, Matthew, when do you go back to city? Oh, you don't know. Well, yeah, we're on hold right now, like the rest of the world. Yeah, so the sub- even, a submarine you- or a boat doesn't seem like a great place to be. Well, I guess as long as everyone on it's healthy, yeah, you probably know where it's safe. You can't get any more. I guess you just can't go back now because if one of you's got it, you're all going to get it. Have it. Well, I was in India we do all have a it. month and a half ago, so I'm glad that I came out uh, unscathed. Yeah, you, when they ask you, anyone want to add something before we wrap this up? All right, well, this has been another edition of the Apple Yeah, I guess apparently not. Right here on all the various ways you listen to us. We'll be back next week. From I think we'll still be in Florida, believe it or not. Yeah, I'll be here. I'll probably be on full lockdown. Well, you had your chance. I couldn't. You guys didn't have Wi-Fi and I had to work. Ironically, I then had Wi-Fi. Yeah, ironically, we had Wi-Fi the same time you did. So, or no, we had it backwards. All right. Well, we will uh, one way or the other catch us next week. And I think KDZ might even be back. Till then, bye bye. Have faith in you and the things you do. You won't go wrong. Oh no. This is our family juice.